Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Thambi Pillay. See if this sounds familiar. You want to invest in property and you want to build a property portfolio that at some point in the future gives you a passive income so that you never have to work again. And why not, right? I would say that's the ultimate goal, the ultimate dream of almost every single property investor. And there are certainly many people out there who will claim to reveal the secrets to be able to to do this as long as you buy their $5,000 or $25,000 course. But the problem is, if so many people want to create a property portfolio that gives them a passive income each and every month, and there are so many people out there who are promising the secrets uh, and to show you how to do this, why is it then that according to the Australian Tax Office or the ATO, less than 2% of all Australians end up with a property portfolio that funds them in retirement. Something doesn't add up, right? Well, that's exactly what I wanna unpack for you today. Hi, it's Nero here from Investment Rise, and if you're someone who is serious about investing in property for long-term financial security, I really hope you'll pay attention because I wanna unpack some of the biggest mistakes I've seen people make when looking to build a property portfolio that gives them a passive income, and I wanna offer you some strategies that I think will work much better. So what's the first mistake? Now, beware, when I reveal what this is, it's gonna sound odd. It's gonna be like, how can that be a mistake? Why wouldn't you do that? And what's his first big mistake? It's buying property only for positive cash flow and sacrificing capital growth. Now, as I said, that initially may not seem like a mistake because you're going for passive income and positive cash flow, so shouldn't you just start there? Well, the problem is that you'll end up running out of money. Let me explain. Let's look at a a scenario where you have saved up, say, $80,000 for your deposit and your purchase costs, like your stamp duty, legals, and, and everything else. And so you you go and buy a property in a small regional town uh, that offers some really good uh, uh, cash flow. So let's say that you buy a property for for $300,000 using your 80%, uh, which is your deposit, 20% deposit, plus your your costs. Okay, so, and let's say this property, you buy it because it's a purchase price of $300,000, but it gives you a weekly rent of $450. Right, purchase price $300,000, rent $450 a week. Now, there are some people out there, that's all the research they would do. They would immediately jump in and buy that kind of property. But let's just go a bit further here. Let's now look at how the numbers work out over the longer term. If you buy a property that gives you $450 a week rent per week, and let's assume at this stage that you have zero vacancy and you know, that's not realistic over longer term, but let's just look at the most positive situation here. $450 per week times 52 weeks for the annual rent, and let's multiply it by 90%. So that should cut the 10% that we're taking off is for your property management fees and maybe any maintenance um, costs as well, okay? Then if we divide that by, by 12, you get 
income of $1,755 per month coming in gross, okay? Then we look at your principal and interest payments because if you're buying these properties for, for cash flow, uh, it would seem like you wanna keep them for the longer term, so you're not gonna be selling them. So you wanna pay them off on a month-to-month -month, uh, basis. Now, I'm not always saying that is the best strategy, but what I'm showing is the path that most investors would, would take when they're trying to build up this uh, positive cash flow situation. So if we look at interest rates right now being at roughly uh, 3%, your loan being 80% of the purchase price, so your purchase price was $300,000, 80% is $240,000. So if we work that out to be a monthly uh, uh, basis, your payments each month is $1,020. So just Coming back to the, the, the basic numbers here, I, in case you couldn't keep, up, couldn't keep up with the numbers, don't worry about it. Let's just look at the, the bottom line. 1755 is your income. 1020 is your uh, interest and principal payments each month. So that means you're ahead $735 a month. Seems like a great result, right? But remember, we bought this property purely for positive cash flow. And we're not getting any capital growth. Now, $735 per month is, is great, but you can't retire off that. Now let's just say you have a goal to have a passive income of $120,000 uh, per year, okay? Works out to be just over $2,000 per week or $10,000 a, a month, all right? So if we look at the fact that you are, your goal is to earn $10,000 per month of passive income, and you have bought this property, that is an excellent cash flow result of $735 per month. How many of those properties will you need in order to reach your goal? Well, if we take $10,000 per month divided by 735, we end up needing somewhere between 13 to 14 properties. That's significant, right? When you consider that less than 1% of Australians end up with more than five properties. And here, we've just uh, come up with a strategy that's gonna need you to come up with 13 to 14 properties, right? But the property's positively uh, cash flowed, uh, so your borrowing capacity will be good. But the biggest problem is gonna be, every time you wanna buy one of these properties, you've gotta save up another $80,000 for, for your uh, deposit plus your purchase cost, right? Because remember, you bought this property purely for positive cash flow. You've sacrificed capital growth. You may have gone and bought in some small regional town uh, somewhere that looked good on paper. But now you've got to keep coming up with $80,000. And how many people do you think can save up blocks and chunks of $80,000 uh, 13 to 14 times? It's not realistic. And this is why I see so many people who end up buying a portfolio of properties that may end up with one or two positively cash flowed. And yeah, even this scenario, $735 a month, great. But then they can't go any further. They can't save any more, any, any more money uh, or they just uh, end up in a situation where banks say they are more what's called rent reliant. Um, so they won't lend them any more money even though this portfolio is positively cash flowed. And they end up in a real pickle, right? And let's be real, you know, what do you think is better? Buying one or two properties that's giving you $735 per month or maybe buying one property from a capital growth perspective that rise in value makes you $500,000 um, over a 10 year period, right? Well, the answer's um, pretty obvious. But then that's where I see so many people go wrong again, and that's the second big mistake, is people focus only on capital growth and they ignore the, the positive cash flow. Especially from about 2011, 2012 to 2017, when we had the, the biggest boom on record in, in both Sydney and, and Melbourne. 
I saw so many people who saw their home go up in value and they had stacks of, of, of equity, or they even had one investment property that had risen in, in value. And they thought, great, we've got lots of, lots of equity. You know, some people have half a million dollars of, uh, in equity was not uncommon at all. And yet they found that they couldn't do anything with it because they were so heavily negatively cash flowed, either because their home mortgage was so big, so their borrowing capacity was eaten up, or they had an investment property where the rent didn't come anywhere near covering the mortgage, whatever the situation was, they found that they had this, these, these assets, yes, but they couldn't use them, they couldn't leverage them anymore to be able to buy more property. So sure, they were further ahead by buying you know, one, or one property that had gone up in value, absolutely, much better than doing nothing. But they didn't feel like they were any further ahead in terms of achieving their goals, which is, uh, as we said, to create a portfolio that's gonna fund them in retirement. So then, what do you do, right? Well, that's where I think it comes down to having a tailored strategy that's suitable for, for you and your personal circumstances. Because there's no such thing as, you know, there's just one magic recipe, uh, one size fits all, nothing like that. You really need a tailored strategy that suits you. And it all comes down to your situation. For example, one particular strategy to look at would be to look at properties that give you both good capital growth and neutral to slightly positive uh, cash flow per, per month. You know, maybe $200 positive for her per month. Now, of course, there are, very, there are lots of people out there rather who'd say, oh, no, you've got to go for capital growth or cash flow. You can't do both. And unfortunately, a lot of those people, especially today, is operating on, operating on outdated data. With money being so cheap at the moment, there are many markets uh, that are giving you great capital growth prospects, plus also positive uh, cash flow. One of the best markets right now would be the, the Brisbane market or even the, the, the Sunshine Coast market right now. We are talking about the houses, mind you. Ignore the, the unit market uh, in, in those two, two areas. Now, now, I'm not saying they're the only places to invest in. I'm not saying that all areas in the Sunshine Coast or all suburbs in Brisbane are going to do well, no. But it is, or rather, it's never been easier today to find property that can give you both positive cash flow with good capital growth prospects. I mean, there are many people out there who are expecting Brisbane and many parts of Queensland to be Australia's leader in terms of capital growth over the coming few years. All right, so that's one strategy. But then number two, you may not like that. You might be someone who has either lots of time on, on your side, or you may have lots of uh, disposable uh, income. You may be a high income earner, and you might be like, well, we don't really need positive cash flow in the next five years or 10 years. We're happy to wait for, for, for 20 years. Right? And in that case, what you would do is you might want to look at, well, focus on markets that have good capital growth potential, where over time, you know that rents will slowly uh, increase. Right? If you do that, then over time, you're going to get the growth and maybe 15, 20 years down the track, you'll be in a position where you have properties that are giving you positive uh, cash flow. You would have had growth in some of your other properties, which you can sell down whichever way you decide to do it. But that is obviously depends on the fact that you have at least 15 to, to 20 years, um, that's your time frame, and you are a high income earner. Right? For example, someone I know, uh, he was well advised by his, his father, uh, he finished university at the age of 22, and his, his dad was a very shrewd investor, said, you go and buy property. Now, he didn't like it, uh, you know, he was buying negatively geared property, he would have much rather preferred to take the money and travel and all that sort of stuff. But he had, he had no choice, he was told to, to buy a property and then his father managed his portfolio and when, as they got growth, they used that uh, the equity to then buy additional properties. Okay? Now, how has that worked out for him? Well, he is now in his mid-40s, mid, mid he's just bought a, a property worth well over $3 million with 
zero mortgage. He also has a couple of other properties which are now positively cash flow because he's held them so long. He, he wouldn't be someone who has 10 or 15 properties, no. He's done all this was with no more than five or six uh, properties, but he's just done slowly and he's taken 20 years to, to get there, right? So sometimes taking it slow is a great way to achieve your goals if you start early. But if you don't have 20 years uh, or you don't have that high surplus income, then of course you want to look at, as I said, properties that give you both capital growth and positive cash flow. And then number three, another way to look at it is the fact that almost certainly if you want to build a portfolio that's going to give you both capital growth and a positive cash flow, at some point in time, you're going to, your biggest asset will desert you. And what's your biggest asset? It's your borrowing capacity. At some point during this, you're going to hit a wall where banks will say no more. Or if you're being proactive about it and you're working with a good broker, they'll say that next property that's it for you for the next few years. And you need to ask yourself, are you happy with that? Or are you then going to maybe change strategies and adopt a temporary strategy like what we do for some of our clients where they will go and do a development uh, deal where they're going to buy something, we'll manage the entire development process for them, and they're going to sell out at, at a profit. They're going to take that money to pay down debt, to free up borrowing capacity, to then go again. Right? You just need to be clear that when you're looking to build this portfolio and to gain that passive income, you need to have a strategy that's tailored for you, your situation, your goals, your timeframes, and, and everything else. And that's really what we do at Investment Rise. We find the right strategy for you. We tailor it to your particular situations. And then we go and find those properties that suit the, the strategy, right? We're not just gambling here. We're finding properties that suit you. But whether you choose to engage our services or not, if you're serious about building a portfolio that pays your passive income, get clear on the right strategy for you. Do not sacrifice capital growth in favor of a positive cash flow, especially when you get started. You're going to run out of money. Focus on preserving your borrowing capacity. Focus on uh, what the right properties are for you and your strategy, not what others are buying, not what, you know, maybe your, your uncle or your friend or whoever is, is, is telling you. Focus on the right properties for your strategy. And if you give yourself enough time, combined with the right strategy, they're the two things you need, the time and, and the strategy, you really can become one of those rare individuals that ends up with a property portfolio that pays you a passive income each and every month. Hey, it's Nero here again, and thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable and you think you might like my help to find an investment property, then head on over to nerocall.com. That's Nero, N-I-R-O, call, C-A-L-L.com. Head over to nerocall.com to discover our unique five-step process that's now helped our private client group purchase well over $66.8 million worth of property. And then if you like what you see, you can book in for a property consult with me personally. Either way, thanks again for listening.